We're picking up with part two of Easy Wins in Personal Finance with Tony Morrow. This week, we're going to pick up where we left off on our conversation for the prior podcast, going through 10 places where hopefully you can make some adjustments to get you into better shape. So that's the focus of the podcast this week here on Plan with the Tax Man. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his extreme knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Tony and I wrapping up 2023 with our uh, second half of the conversation on easy wins and personal finance. And uh, Tony, we're, can, you know, we're taping this, uh, I don't know, about two or three days before Christmas. I'm trying to finish mm-hmm. up work this week before we all get out of here and uh, and celebrate the holidays. But can you believe 23 is almost over? Crazy. I, I can't believe it. I know. It, it It seems like the older I get, the faster these years go by. And, I'm telling uh, you. Ooh, it's interesting. But I, you know what? The older I get too, though, the more I look forward to the holidays and spending time with family. So hopefully everybody can, you know, can relate to that, get that done as well as as they can, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. Well, if you're checking out the podcast, we're dropping this on Thursday, the 21st. So you got just a couple of holiday uh, shopping days left. So hopefully you've already got that stuff out of the way uh, and you don't have to run around like a crazy person. But if you do, be safe and be sane and all that good kind of stuff out there. And, and for now, just uh, hang out with us and then listen to a couple more things here. So we're going to go through six through 10, Tony, on our list of 10 things to uh, work on. So let's, uh, let's pick it up with number six, which is certainly right in your wheelhouse. It's the tax mm-hmm. tax efficiency of your investment. So not all investments are tax efficient, right? And so this could be a great place that you could do some tweaks and make some changes working with your professional, your advisor to, you know, really get some good wins. Yeah. And you know, this time of year for us, you know, a lot of our clients are asking these, these types of questions and, Tax efficiency, I mean, you know, they, they get a little confused when they hear it, whether it's, you know, on the news or wherever. And really it comes down to, you know, being able to, you know, analyze what you have and making sure that, you know, it's not causing you any ill effects tax-wise. I mean, and there's a number of ways, uh, you know, that we do that. I mean, for our clients, I mean, we we have some some software and some calculations and whatnot, but, you know, you can run it with your advisor or at least inquire, but, you know, not all assets are basically equal in the terms of the way that, you know, that they're taxed and how they're treated for taxes. I mean, a lot of times we think, you know, clients will ask us, well, you know, I've got such and such stock or or sometimes even bonds, you know, that I can sell and take a loss on. But a lot of times, you know, we'll do some tax planning with clients and then we'll get their statements and all of a sudden they'll have some kind of huge capital gain that uh, they didn't tell us about. They may, may not even have known about, you know, especially in funds. And uh, so then that goes on their tax return, you know, and then all of a sudden they have a higher tax bill. The other interesting culprits are uh, high dividend paying stocks, which we advocate, and then also, you know, interest in uh, bonds and or other types of investments. And those two things are treated differently for taxes. So you got to kind of watch out for that because bonds and CDs and stuff like that are taxed at normal tax rates Mm -hmm. and which is generally higher than uh, stocks. So right. You've got to make that part this this whole thing part of your plan, uh, like say if nothing else for taxes. Yeah, and exactly. And this is, I mean, I think outside of having the income plan so that you know how much you've got coming in, you know, each month in retirement, I think this is probably the number two spot, right? I mean, this is where you can truly make or break 
uh, a strategy. So being tax efficient, and you know, you started out with saying people get a little confused here, and that's exactly why they should turn to professionals in this regard. Because if you've been DIYing it, right, you can you can grow the wealth. We talk about that all the time. You can grow the wealth a lot easier. Uh, you know, certainly over the last number of years, it's a little easier to kind of you know build up money versus that preservation phase, that distribution phase, which is retirement. And boy, being tax efficient could make a big old, big old swing there. So it, it can over long periods of time, especially. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. If 25, 30 year retirement, that's a long time. So. Mm-hmm. so tax efficiency, number six. Number seven, check those beneficiary designations. Now we talked about easy wins. So you might could, yes, you could make the argument, Mark, taxes aren't that easy for me to fix. Okay, fine, fair. So we're cleaning that one up with number seven, which is tax or uh, check beneficiary designations. This is an easy win that anybody can get done and should do, Tony. This this should not happen like those stories that just about every visor has about someone getting remarried and then passing away and the ex-spouse still being on some account someplace. Um, they shouldn't happen because it's just so easy. You can fix this stuff in like five minutes. You can. And this, to me, needs to be part of everybody's you know annual, I guess, review slash plan, whatever they do. Uh, you need to add this one because it is easy to fix. Now, obviously, you got to know where where what you have and where it's at, and then you've got to contact you know custodians and things like that to you know just to double check. It would behoove you though to make a list of everything you have, keep right. it on your own, right. what your beneficiaries are. That that's what I do, and then it's part of my review process just for my own self, and we do it for every client as well. Is Here's the beneficiaries you had last year. Anything changed? Anything you know that we need to add? Because, like you say, things do happen. And I think I might have mentioned this on on the last show or, or a while back. I was just checking mine as part of this year, and I found one that I did not have. Yeah, you did. Yeah, my uh, son. Yeah, yeah, as a contingent beneficiary. So you know, I just missed it, and uh, you know, easy change. Took about ten minutes. Did it right online and uh, fixed it. But. If you don't do this, bad things can happen, and, and some of the worst generally are, like you say, when a spouse dies or a divorce, yeah. and then it's just a real ugly legal mess. Um, so don't let that happen because this is this is an easy one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this one, you know, we don't spend much time on this. Just get it done. Uh, if you've yeah. got a professional you're working with, just ring them up and say, hey. Uh, I'm getting a divorce, got a divorce. You're probably talking to them anyway. I need to make some changes yep. or, you know, somebody's passed away and you want to remove them or whatever the case is. Just, just take five minutes and do it. So, all right. Number eight, rebalance the old portfolio. I feel like I should, because it's Christmas time, I should say like rebalance ye portfolio, mm-hmm. <laughs> ye old portfolio. <laughs> um, you know, rebalancing, I think some of us kind of feel like this happens automatically and, and maybe depending on how things are set up, it could but, you know, is it rebalancing the way that you really truly need it to? Um, and how easy is this to do, Tony? Like, I think in today's world, right, with so much stuff on these online portals, you probably can go rebalance some of this stuff yourself pretty easily if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. If you know what you're doing, you definitely can. You know, it's it's wise to, you know, make sure that your your rebalance strategy fits, you know, your needs rather than just a general, you know, uh, 10% 40. or 15%. Yeah. 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 You know, in, in each type of fund or investment. Because, what happens is again, uh, you know, in the investment world, rebalancing—that's kind of some, some maybe lingo that people don't understand. But what happens is, is if you've got your money, you know, diversified in different types of sectors or uh, you know asset classes, uh, some do very well and others don't, and so then you get out of balance, meaning that you might have too much in one sector or asset class because it did so well, and you want to rebalance that. So in other words, you know, you're kind of taking advantage of 
you know, the old, the, the real saying, you know, buying high and selling low is, you know, you want to rebalance and keep your same percentages so that uh, based on, you know, whatever your plan is, it doesn't get too out of whack because uh, we've had it too, or some people will come in, they haven't rebalanced for years. Mm. And all of a sudden they have much, much more exposure to, uh, you know, higher risk types of opera, uh, investments and, and, and they're nearing retirement. And so, you know, luckily in, in the cases I've seen, nothing bad has happened, but it could before you get it rebalanced. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So, so. Uh, again, get it done. You know, talk to your advisor. This is something that could be pretty quick. If you're using an online portal, you probably could go in there and make a couple changes and, and or even just look if the automation is there, too. A lot of times, you know, there's I think there's like even checkboxes to automate for rebalancing. It is. Yeah. So. Yeah. A lot, a lot of portfolios now, especially if they're using you know, individual fund managers, will rebalance automatically. It's their job to go in and do it, you know, rather than having to have you worry about doing it. So. Yeah. If that's available, it's, it's worth looking at. Okay. All right. Number nine, are you underestimating your proper emergency fund? Now, mm. when we did the one last time, right, we kind of framed the conversation on uh, the first one was keeping the right amount of cash. And we kind of talked about that from a standpoint of, of maybe being retired, right? Just having some cash on hand. I, I think the emergency fund side of this conversation, you could kind of maybe make the argument that this is pretty similar. But let's talk about this one if you're still working, if you're a pre-retiree. Right. So understanding yeah. your proper emergency fund balance if you're a pre-retiree in case you do lose your job, especially with a lot of the things that are happening here as the year's winding down. You know, there's still a lot of talk that 2024 is going to be a fairly rough year and businesses have been cutting, um, you know, cutting people already. Right. So it, you want to make sure you got that emergency fund set in case, you know, you got to float yourself for a couple of months. Yeah. And generally in the financial planning realm, you know, the you go out and Google things and, and you're going to get a lot of different answers, but kind of the standard is, you know, three to six months of, you know, your monthly living expenses. And and that's a good start, but I do think you need to take it a step further to work with your advisor mm. on truly what your, you know, lifestyle is and what your expenses are, because right. maybe you want to up that a little bit. Maybe you've underestimated just how much that really is. So six months, you know, which you thought might have been doable, mm -hmm. might be, oh boy, you know, it, that's a lot to try to try to get to. I still think you should shoot for it. But like you say, you know, in the corporate world, especially with with cuts and things like that, you never know when, uh, you know, you could possibly be out of a job and, you know, how hard it is to to find a new one. I mean, yeah. generally these days, everybody's looking, looking for employees, but that doesn't mean, you know, you're going to just grab something real quick. And so... I think it's a lot easier to, you know, to uh, figure this out. And I we ask everybody at tax time, even our retail tax clients, and very, very few even have one, number one. We talked about that last time. But mm -hmm. uh, once you have one, you got to be able to fund it and you got to be able to adjust it as your as your lifestyle changes. For sure. Yeah. I mean, think about the different lessons we've learned over, over the last few years, right, with the COVID situation, people getting locked out yeah. of work and whatnot, you know, and having to have some money to float uh, and get by. So if you're still working, it's, again, a good idea. Rule of thumb, sure. Three-month thing is, is a great place to start with the rule of thumb, uh, rule of thumb. But just, you know, also do some uh, a little bit extra digging just to make sure that that is the right amount for for you. Like you said, you can shoot for six. That's even better. So yeah, absolutely. All right. Final one here. Number 10, automate your savings. We just talked about automation a little bit with the portfolio, but automating the savings, right? So an easy win to get yourself where you want to be. I just, what was this? I just saw something the other day, Tony, where somebody said, I, I'm blown away by the fact that, you know, that if I, over the course of time, if I've saved like a hundred thousand dollars, you know, from, from a long, you know, long period of time, starting younger, 
that it can easily turn into a million by the time I'm older due to compounding, right? And so it's the idea of, you know, consistently putting money away all through our life for our retirement. Well, autom- all these automated things we have now can really help that along as well. So if you're still working, pre-retiree or even some, you know, uh, share this message. A lot of our audiences, you typically, you know, retirees or pre-retirees, but share it with your grandkids too, right? Hey, automate those savings. You're out in the workforce now. Start automating this stuff and you'd be surprised what happens when you get older. Yeah, it really is true. And with with today, especially with the technology to be able to do this fairly easily. And you're never going to miss it. It still amazes me. You're never going to miss it, right? Never miss it. You got to learn to live without it. We're such a society, at least in America, you know, of want, want, want everything now. And (laughs) that delayed satisfaction. That was almost like Charlie Charlie Brown's teacher right there. You you said want, 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 want. (laughs) Yeah, we just want, want. And... I'm reading a book. It has to do with with, uh, uh, physical activity and whatnot. But it's a great saying, and you can apply it here. It really to any of these. And that is that you know when you make hard choices, life becomes easy. When you make easy choices, life can get very hard. Which means you you know in the text of you know you have to be able to do some of these things which seem hard. They're really not, but it takes some discipline. It takes some delayed satisfaction, which is, you know, saving number one is is that, but automating it will help you learn to live without it. And, um, you know, you forget about it, you know, and then the next thing you know, you know, 30, 40 years go by and all of a sudden life is easy for you. And uh, whereas if you don't do this and, and as you know, you know, most of us, you know, you get your paycheck, you, you've got bills to pay, and then you pay your bills, and then you always pay yourself last, and that's exactly the wrong thing to do. This forces you to pay yourself first, and uh, I, I can't stress that enough, whether it's through your paycheck with, with your retirement plan or even outside of that. It's pretty easy to set up any type of investment to just go into a bank account or savings and pull whatever you tell it to pull out, you know, and, and put it in the investment. There you go. I mean, you know, nobody's doing it for us, right? That's I mean, right. Very few of us have, have those those pension plans anymore. So it's up to us. Yeah, so we, we've got we to try to take care of it. Yeah. And then if you can automate this stuff, and like I said, you're never going to see it, then great. And most, again, most, if you're still working 401k plans and things of that nature, and you can certainly obviously yep. automate this stuff, but you know, you could automate some additional savings too, especially if you're still working and you feel like you're behind. And we've talked many times about little things like the catch up contributions and various different things. So, you know, if you're in a position where you can put a little extra away, there's nothing wrong with feathering the nest for later on down the way, right? That's right. Especially just like the last one we just talked about, automate the emergency fund. Get it, oh, get it you so go. you've got yeah. a little money, you know, going in every single month. And again, you won't miss it. And then all of a sudden that's that's kind of on autopilot and hey, you know, before long, then now you have what you need. Exactly. So. That's a great point too. Yeah, automate that uh that emergency fund. Good stuff. All right. Well, Tony, well, thank you, my friend, for hanging out with me. Thanks for hanging out with me all year long as we've gone through Absolutely. and hopefully hopefully shared, right, some useful nuggets of information with, yeah. the, uh, with the listeners. And of course, if you haven't subscribed or you have and you, you know somebody else who might could benefit from you know the podcast and, and picking up some uh, you know some useful tidbits along the way let them know that they can subscribe to plan with the tax man on Apple Google Spotify whatever platform app you like using just type that into the search box or have them go by we'll give them this website right here yourplanningpros.com that's yourplanningpros.com where you can find a lot of good tools tips and resources stop by there yourself if you're not already working with Tony and check out some things there and don't forget to subscribe to us on the podcast podcast as well. And um, that way, you know, you can catch future episodes as well as check out some past episodes. And we'll be back with new episodes 
in 2024, which is really weird to say, Tony. I know it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and uh, hopefully everybody else is too. I've enjoyed the year, and hopefully everybody has a great Christmas. Yeah, indeed. Have a great holiday season all the way across the board. And Tony and I will be back in January here on Plan with a Taxman. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, SM. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency. Investment strategies discussed in this episode may not be suitable for all investors. Please consult with a financial professional.